Hey there, sacred friend. You're listening to the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast, and I am your host, Lori A. Andress. This podcast is a place for you to press pause on the busyness of your day-to-day life and reconnect with your authentic self. It's a place to discover your voice of inner wisdom and to become the courageous creator of your adventurous, vibrant, and spirit-filled life. In each episode, we will get raw and real exploring how to bring crystal medicine, ancient spiritual practices, ceremony, ritual, and soulful travel into your everyday life. Grab a cup of tea, light a candle, get cozy, and let's dive in. Hey, hey, hello, my sacred friends. I am Laurie Andress, and welcome to this episode of the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast. Mm, It is early in the morning when I'm recording this, and I'm noticing I haven't really spoken much yet. (laughs) My voice sounds funny. It's just waking up. Uh, uh, Chris and I are heading out of town, and um, we're heading up into the Upper Peninsula of Michigan for a little weekend getaway, actually a little bit longer than a weekend getaway. Um, We're going to spend a couple days at one of our favorite state parks, And I really wanted to get this recorded before we left. And I tried to do it yesterday and had the day just went all over the place. It went in every other direction and made an agreement with myself that I would get up early this morning and record. But I didn't consider that my voice is always a little sleepy early in the morning. (laughs) So you get my sleepy voice today. (laughs) Oh, we're going to talk about animal wisdom this morning or animal messages. And, um, and, you know, this experience that I've been, oh gosh, noticing increasing over the past six months as we went through March and April and May, and you know, much of life was really at a very different pace, right? We went through um, in the United States here. We went through a lot of shutdowns, and you know, airplanes weren't flying as um, as frequently. Uh, you know, Chris and I live in a flight pattern here in Green Bay, and it was like months that we did not hear an airplane fly overhead months where there wasn't that interrupted noise above. And it was so fascinating. The the Some of the buzz that we usually feel here in the city was really still. And we got to experience something that we don't typically experience in our day-to-day lives. Now, there are lots of challenges, obviously. I mean, we, we all know we've lived this, right? We lived this experience of um, of what was happening, you know, during those lockdown and shutdown times, and um, when everyone was asked to quarantine and you know be within their homes, but um, but there was a, a different pace that showed up, and a lot of us have really enjoyed that pace or an element of that pace, and we've looked for ways to integrate that into our lives. And I know for myself personally, I've found that. Um, Taking less time online has been really important to me. Spending more time in nature where I don't feel that buzz or hear the the planes overhead, where there's just stillness. And I've noticed that I've I've needed to go a little further away 
than I otherwise did, like into the farther reaches of <laughs> of the wilderness, and that I'm, I'm I'm it's much easier for me to reset and connect and connect with myself, connect with spirit in those environments. I've also noticed something with the animal kingdom during this time. And, you know, you may have also noticed this, like it's, it's something that a lot of people were coming to me and sharing their experiences during this time, because there were mind blowing, amazing, intimate animal experiences that people have shared with me over the past couple months, that maybe, maybe this soft time where there hasn't been quite as much external noise has created the space for us to be a little bit more present with the animals, for the animals to feel safer or more comfortable in environments where they maybe otherwise didn't, for example, in neighborhoods and, and towns. And um, I think if you if you remember, at some point there was a, a photograph taken of a coyote running across the uh, Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. It was like running right down the middle of the road. Um, it was a beautiful photograph. Uh, some I'm not sure exactly where I came across that or who took that photograph, but my goodness, it was it was beautiful, stunning. I think it was early morning on the bridge and beautiful. Uh, you know, this is one of the things that happens when we live at a little bit different pace. We have this opportunity to, to con- connect with our environment, our natural environment around us in a new way. And the animals have been showing up. And I think one of the things that um, in our fast-paced lives we miss is this opportunity to glean wisdom, to glean um, deeper understanding of uh, oh, of of how we can live life, how we can experience life differently through the animal kingdom, through the animals. And how they can be allies for us in in knowing ourselves more intimately, in strengthening places where we um, struggle, in growing in our relationships, in understanding what is truly important to us. Yeah, each of us has a different different area of what really is significant and important to us in our lives, and. Often the animals that show up in our in our experiences, in our day-to-day lives, reflect what is important to us, what types of things um, are significant and, and have meaning and value. And they offer insight in how to bring that gift into the world and into our day-to-day lives. Animals live as who they are. They just are themselves. There is no pretense. There's no um, trying to do something different, no trying to fit in. And um, it's really fascinating to watch their habits and practices and ways of, you know, ways of creating their space, ways of gathering, ways of um, uh, eating, ways of, are they social? Are they independent? What are some of those um, those habits and ways that they exist. Uh, so 
if you're with me and you're like really enjoying this, I hope you are. Um, what I want to invite is for you, like if you're if you're thinking to yourself, there's a couple different ways we can go with this this conversation, and I have a lot of notes here. Um, but one of the ways that this conversation can go is, you know, some of you may be thinking, "Hey, I'm really new to this whole idea of um, animal messages, animal wisdom, you know, spirit animals, totem animals, you know, all that all of all of that language, right?" And you may may almost feel like like a deer in the headlights, like you're you're like, whoa, wait, what's going on? <laughs> and and you may be wondering, where do I even start? What is the best way for me to begin tuning into the animals? And how do I know if an animal is just here hanging out in my space, or if it's here with, um, and there's something for me to learn from it? Well, my general rule is if an animal is hanging out and it's letting itself be seen by you, if it's making itself known, it's got a message for you. There's something for you. There's an opportunity for you to discover something. Now, one of the, you know, like you can look at that a lot of different ways. So let yourself get creative, get curious, have fun. These to me are the most essential pieces in any spirit um, relationship, in any relationship with, you know, cultivating relationship with self, cultivating relationship with the animals and the crystals and the stones, you know, we want to get curious, creative and have fun. Yeah, those three elements go so far. Okay, so let's talk about getting curious. Um, Often getting curious can look like a couple things. The first thing is that there's observation. We get to observe. So observe the animal. What do you notice about it? Does it, how's it engaging with you? How's it engaging with the world? How's it engaging with the natural environment? Years ago, when I was in graduate school, I was walking down the hall and one of my favorite professors was in the hallway and I stopped to talk to him and he looked, he was standing in the hallway and there were these big glass windows and on the other side of the windows, the tree was, um, was filled with squirrels and there was one squirrel in particular that was engaging with him and he, um, he said to me, look at the squirrels, Laurie, the squirrels. They're sitting outside. They are looking at you. He had this beautiful accent, and I, I can't do it justice, but it was it was so fun. Like I this conversation is like so embedded in my mind. And he was observing them and he was he was um sharing with me what he was noticing and um like engaging in like how they they see us and you know there's this class in between. I mean it was like he was breaking it all down and it was just this complete random conversation, right? But observation, getting curious. He was getting curious about the the squirrels. I was getting curious about what he was seeing. And the squirrels were getting curious about him. Yeah. So in our yard here, we have lots of squirrels, lots and lots of squirrels. We have a nut tree, a chestnut tree right outside our door. And the squirrels love the chestnut tree. And guess what? They are really great at dropping all the nuts. Um, <laughs> Chris and I joke, they make such a mess. But um, <laughs> but they they move the nuts all over and they bury them throughout the yard. And, you know, they have this strategy of um, like spreading out their resources. 
they don't focus them all in one place. They have all of their resources like spread throughout our yard, throughout other people's yards. And um, in the spring, at a time when you know, their, their nut stash is at its end, um, they actually have a new stash of nuts emerging from the ground. And they go around and all the little shoots of chestnuts that come up, they go around and they dig those up and they have amazing, you know, real, like they've like nuts that have, that are just, you know, bursting to life. Oh my goodness, they've got great food. So I'm, it's so fun to watch that because it's such a great strategy. They're very strategic and they're playful. They are very, very playful. I talked to you, I talked about how they, they make a mess on the ground when they're dropping the nuts, right? But but part of what they do is they love to play with us when we're sitting underneath the tree. So we call this tree our big umbrella tree. It is one of our favorite places to sit. It's well shaded. Um, when it starts to rain, it doesn't immediately get rain underneath it. It's just a really happy little spot. So we always have a little table and chairs sitting there. And um, the, the squirrel loves to select the spot that is right above us and drop the nut pieces directly on us. And it's really funny because, you know, a lot of people could say, oh, there's a lot of coincidence to that. But no, 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 no. It, it really, it, it like as we've experienced this over the years, um, it is really clear to us that this is a purposeful thing, that they're engaging with us. They're having fun. They're playing. And so we'll, we'll kind of like tease them. You know, we'll, we'll pick up the nuts and we'll do different things with them, you know, toss them around the yard or gather them all up for them. And, um, you know, kind of just have like, depending on, you know, the squirrel, cause different ones have different, you know, things that they're, they're doing. So, um, so we love this little like kind of play thing. So, we t I talked about getting curious. Curious includes observation. The other thing about being curious is um, letting ourselves do a little research. I love digging in and researching whatever my whatever my interest is piqued about. You can bet I am going to spend endless hours digging in and researching, reading books, reading articles online, looking all over. So for me. Animal, animal messages, animal wisdom, getting to know the habits and the characteristics of the animals, there's a couple really great resources. And, you know, these are common ones. These are ones that people talk about. Um, they, they're timeless books. Uh, the first book is, is uh, Animal Speak by Ted Andrews great book. And he has so many practical suggestions on practices and um, getting to know the animals' you know, habits and characteristics. And he really shares a lot of observation in his writing around the animals. The other book that's really great for just a quick answer, like, hey, what's what's the message? What's the... Um, uh, like, what what is it trying to tell me kind of thing? Like, the bullet points is uh, Stephen Farmer's... Um, Oh boy, I can't remember the name of the book. It's by Stephen Farmer. It's on animals. Great book, uh, blue cover. And those two are just really great. And then Jamie Sams has a, um, a deck of animal cards that's also really great. Uh, animal wisdom type cards. I can't remember the name of that deck either. Should have pulled all of those right in front of me for this. Sorry about that. Um, but those are really great authors. And I, there are many, many more 
Those are just my three go-to off the top of my head. The other thing that I love to do is I really love to just type in, um, type in the animal and like the animal name. So like squirrel animal medicine, and then see what pops up in a Google search. Um, that's a, just a really great general phrase. Uh, it pulls, it, it's a really great uh, tag for, for searching animal wisdom um, and animal messages and stuff like that. And great info usually pops up. There's an assortment. I usually filter through and I look for what are the things that really jump out to me at this time? What are the pieces or the elements that really apply to what I'm experiencing in my life at that moment? What's the connection that's trying to be made? What's the awareness that's trying to emerge for me? What's the deeper understanding of something that I'm maybe finding a little challenging, something that is distracting me, something that is um, got my attention, or I'm looking for a smoother way to to experience something that I'm something that's happening in my life. Okay, so that is getting curious. Mm-hmm. The next one, being creative. Okay, I love this aspect of being creative. I think creativity is such a natural part of um, connecting with spirit, connecting with animals. And I know a lot of people have different feelings that come up for them when they hear the word creativity. And a lot of people often feel like, hey, I'm not a creative person. I want to invite you, if that's you and you that that's, you kind of get this roadblock when the word creativity comes up, if that's you, I want to invite you to just take a deep breath and um, I want to I want to tell you that as a human, we are innately creative and creativity does not look like only one thing. It looks like a gazillion different things. Getting creative is allowing ourselves the opportunity to see something through a new perspective, a new lens of perception. Now, when it when I do my um, when I offer my crystal shaman training and um, in, in all my programs, actually, one of the central elements is about refining our lenses of perception, like sh- being able to shift be shift our perception to see things differently, to experience them differently. And this requires an element of creativity. It requires us to access the creative side of our brain and allow that to come forward and be active and be vibrant and um, and be a part of how we're experiencing our day-to-day lives. It is simply a shift in our brain awareness. Yep. Yeah. So getting creative can be imagining, like imagining that we understand different things about the animal's habit, imagining that we understand what it's trying to share with us. And I know, you know, some of you might be like, but what does imagining have to do with it? Imagination opens up our intuition. And our intuition is really a creative aspect of ourselves. I really believe that each of us are innately creative, we are innately intuitive, and that we have the capacity for imagination. And for many of us, we need to relearn that. And the, our, our, our sense of feeling disconnected from whatever it is in life, uh, part of reconnecting with it is unlocking our imagination, our intuition, and our creative selves, and opening that up. And part of that is 
doing some doing some healing, creating some awareness, allowing ourselves to let go of all the things that we've been told about who we are or what our abilities are and letting them go, letting them fall away and and open up space to begin to believe something different for ourselves. To believe something different is possible in our lives. Okay, so that's getting creative and then getting playful. You can tell I've already talked about getting playful. I I think getting playful, you know, there's different times where being playful is, is um, there's different aspects of that, right? You know, like uh, playing with the squirrels in our yard, it's really fun. We can get really playful directly with them. You, if you're uh, in some place like uh, Custer State Park and you see a buffalo, you're probably not going to get playful with the buffalo, right? <laughs> a little dangerous. Um, but but being playful in the sense of like uh, that creative aspect, allowing that to come forward, allowing yourself to experience it through a sense of lightness and, and openness and, um, and create a little freedom and expansiveness. Ah, yeah. Okay, so there's one piece that I want to acknowledge before we wrap up this episode today. And this piece is, what if an animal shows up that really freaks me out and um, I'm really uncomfortable with it? It happens. Last week, or in last week's episode, I talked about snake. And I talked about my, my journey to get to, my journey of creating relationship with snake, of getting to understand and know its medicine and experiencing that through through um through through process right so through through process of just like really connecting with it and really it was getting curious getting creative and getting playful um and allowing myself to like embody that that energy create an awareness of that energy so what do we do when when we meet with an animal that perhaps um or an insect or um or yeah an animal an insect a reptile um that that leaves us feeling a little bit uncomfortable how do we glean wisdom from that is there wisdom in that and you know one of the things that i think often happens when we see an animal that that makes us uncomfortable is we want to flee our own inner fight or flight shows up and we either want to um, to fight it or to flee from it or we freeze and all three are natural things when we are um, placed when we experience something that creates discomfort right those are natural responses those are um, human responses that is a part of who we are and so one of the things that i love to do when i notice this within myself like for example the other day there was a wasp inside my crystal room and I was just like, oh, wasp, what are you doing in here? I have no idea why it was in that room of all rooms, right? It's like, there's not, it's not a spot that insects get caught in our house. You know, like there's always rooms, I think, that, uh, or spaces like windows or whatever, where the, where insects come in and they kind of tend to linger, right? Well, this is not one of those spaces. And I was like, what are you doing in here? You know, and, and I was kind of angry, like, um, like what is what is a wasp doing in my space? You know, like I don't want to be stung, and I and I'm like, and I don't want to kill it, and I, you know, like, and at the same time, I kind of did, like I wanted to just smash it on the window, 
And I was like, whoa, okay, Lori, strong response here. What's going on? What's going on? (laughs) So I kind of sat with it and I just observed it. And I was like, all right, buddy, I think you went through a lot of effort to show up in this space. And I'm just going to breathe, just going to breathe. And I started to get curious. I got curious. I opened up a book. I did a little book, did a little research. I looked it up. And what does what does Wasp have to share? And it was all about focus, laser focus. And it also had to do with sacred geometry. Yeah. And guess what has a sacred geometry that has is six-sided? A crystal. And that is the sacred geometry of a wasp when it builds its nests, when it's building its, you know, um, spaces. And it's also um, attended to by by the um, by a queen, and um, and the message, you know, within that, it was like, how can I? I was like, as I tuned in, I was like, where have I disconnected from my um, my feminine leadership, my own queen self, so to speak? Where have I gotten really distracted? Where um, have I allowed myself to just be pulled into a little bit different direction? And um, and I just sat with that. And I was like, ah, oh, wow, buddy, you went through a lot of effort to show up in my crystal room. <laughs> Focus in with the crystals, Lori. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was able to find gratitude for this, for, for Wasp for showing up in, in that space. And I went and got a little glass bowl, a piece of paper. I slipped, I put it over, slipped the paper over the, the Wasp and dropped it in the bowl and brought it back outside. And, um, super easy, super peaceful, super natural. I think this is one of the things that, you know, as we as we encounter, you know, animals that make us uncomfortable, there's opportunities for us to uh, to spend a little time with why are we so uncomfortable? Why what is the reaction that comes forward? What about their movement? What about their their way of being is creating discomfort? Again, curiosity. Get curious. Get curious. Mm-hmm. What what within ourselves wants to be seen? What within ourselves wants to be acknowledged? It's so powerful. Our relationship with with all of life, it, it, so much opportunity for for growth and deepening and expansion as we just simply get curious, curious, creative, playful, and love up on ourselves. All right. So with that, my sacred friends, I want to ask you, what wild and crazy and super fun animal experiences have you had recently? What animals are showing up in your world with amazing messages? Go ahead and share share in the comments and um, I'd love to hear. And if you haven't already done this, um, I want to invite you to take my seven-day crystal immersion journey. It is a deep dive into getting creative and curious and playful with the crystals and stones. And then join us over on Facebook in our Crystal Shaman Life Facebook group. I wish you an absolutely beautiful day. And as always, shine brightly. Bye for now. 
Hey, sacred friend. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Crystal Shaman Life. If you like what you heard and you'd love to hear more, subscribe to our station through iTunes. And you can help others find our station by giving us a couple stars, a favorable review, and sharing with your friends. I wish you a beautiful day. Shine brightly.